Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, everyone. How are you guys? So, we have a little announcement. You are listening to the first episode, the pilot. The pilot episode That'll of... That'll come in later. <laughs> yes. The Zach and Alex podcast. Or as we lovingly refer to it, next stop. Yes, that's that, that that's the name of the podcast that we agreed I, upon. We, we totally came up with the name for this podcast. It's Absolutely. not like we, we were just free-balling it. No, no, you, 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 you'll see the title of the podcast when you click on it on Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Look at that. Uh, we are your hosts, Zach and Alex. I am Alex. And I am Zach. And uh, yeah, welcome. How about we introduce ourselves a little bit let's, for the people who may not know us, which is probably most people. Probably most people. Um. If you do know us in real life, uh, you know stop that, listening. Yeah, stop <laughs> listening. Um, you you hear us talk enough. Um, mm-hmm. No, but if you do know us in real life, you'll know that Zach and I have been best friends since our sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. which that was back in twenty thirteen. We can't math. Don't don't expect get, us to do math on this podcast. No, we we graduated in twenty fifteen, so sophomore year would probably be twenty twelve. 12, 13? 13, 13. Somewhere in that span of four years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we met in our TV production class. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in theater together. Yes. Um, we, fun little fact, anchored every Monday morning. That was our senior year. That was our senior year. So we, every we, Monday you were... We did We did kind of have that spot locked down, giving you all the, the news information around the school. Probably we're still sleeping because... No one cares. It but, was but, 7 a.m. on a Monday. Listen. But we cared and we were having fun, so that's what's important. Exactly. Uh, Zach, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? Talk about myself? Oh, that's something I'm not skilled at at all <laughs> and rarely ever do. Okay. Um, if you see, if you know anything about me, you probably know that I am a giant hailing at six foot six, maybe six seven, six eight. With my giant afro of hair. Just depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Depends if I comb it or not, which I probably won't because I usually wake up in the morning and I have to go to work and get out later and blah, 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 blah. Um, I went to college for uh, photography. I did not graduate, but I still like taking pictures and maybe we'll make some money at that someday, but I still love freelance, photography. Freelance, freelance. It's all good. W- w- weddings are a safe spot. I, I, I don't know, book me or something. Pay, pay, me, pay me money. That, that would be really, really lovely. We'll link his uh, social media in the description. Oh my God, you don't have to, but please do. Thank you so much. Um... <laughs> What, what else do I honestly do? You have tattoos. I, I do have tattoos. If you, I, I, I like my tattoos. I, I, I am a fan of anime. I have my, my Shenron and Vegeta Super Saiyan Blue tattoo. I'm, I'm going to pretend like I know what that means. It, that, 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 that's completely fine. You don't have to know what it means because my, t- my tattoos are for me and not for you or anybody else. I love them Preach very it. much. Uh, I, I, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now, but I'm rolling up my sleeves very awkwardly and showing them to nobody but my co-host. Uh, I do have the mystical elf from Yu-Gi-Oh! I have Kilua from Hunter x Hunter. I have Luxray, who's my favorite Pokemon. And I also have my, one of uh, uh, character Kamina from my favorite anime, Gurren Lagan, which if you know that, I will love you forever. Thank you so much. Alex, is there anything that you would like the guests to know about you? All right. Hi, I'm Alex. I am a Pisces double Scorpio. So yes, I am a triple water sign, which means I will cry 
at like any given moment. Um, I'll, act like I know, I'll, I'll act like I know what zodiac signs mean. Well, I mean, you and I are both Pisces. Uh, I'm an Aquarius, actually. Are you an Aquarius? I'm like at the. I, I know. You're, my, a, you're. Oh, you're probably a cusper. I, I I'm I'm at the cusp. I think uh, I just said I don't know anything about zodiacs, but I think my zodiac sign ends on February 18th, and my birthday is two days before that. And Alex's is ten, ten days, days after I was that. Just about to say, very fun fact about your hosts: we are we're born ten days apart, mm-hmm, which is I, I think why we get along so well. Possibly. I I mean, we're both very chaotic forces of nature. Also, I have a raging iced coffee addiction. Um, it's bad. Um, she has her Starbucks cup sitting over there. But I it's do. With water it's water because right we're we're being healthy in this new year. More um, or less. More or less. Yeah. Uh, what else? I also have tattoos. I have three of them. I have two on my rib cage, and uh, like I said, I am a Pisces. I very much identify with my zodiac sign, so I have a Pisces zodiac the actual constellation tattooed on my foot um what else about me i went to college i graduated in 2019 from the university of tampa with my bachelor's in communications and a minor in history well she's smart thank you got her bachelor's and everything got my God bachelor's a uh, fun fact about my history minor um i transferred in with 16 credits i needed 20 for the minor so i needed to take a single history class um and that's how i got my minor have i used it no uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's it's, it's a fun little talking point. Um, I ramble. I speak in run-on sentences or sentence fragments. Just depends on the day. Um, we are not English teachers. We don't care. <laughs> trying to think what else. What else about me? Well, um, well let, let me ask you a dreaded question uh, that every teacher asks a new student in class. What do you like to do for fun? Um. Well, I work in retail. Um. I enjoy... Long walks to my fridge while I'm watching Netflix. You're going to find that I really enjoy spooky things. And when we get to the... Spooky. Spooky. Thank you, Alyssa. Megalamooky. Thank ding, you. Ding, dang, dookie. Thank you, Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can uh, tell, but uh, our three segments are going to consist of us talking about a random TV show or movie. And then we're going to talk about Drag Race. Queer shit in general, but probably just drag race. Mostly just drag race. Whatever. And then um, our final segment, uh, we lovingly like to refer to as spooky shit, which is basically mm. we're going to pick a conspiracy theory or a uh, supernatural phenomenon to talk about. But uh, we didn't really plan anything for this episode. So spoiler alert, I'm going to ask Zach what his most prominent paranormal experience was. So stay tuned for that. Oh my goodness, I really wasn't planning for that, but I'm so excited to talk about it. Or we can just talk about like haunted locations we, we live near. Uh, Zach and I live like five minutes from each other. It's really, really nice. So with that being said, we are going to get right into our first segment. So Zach, um, I know you were talking to me when I got here. And you were like, I'm going to talk about WandaVision. I absolutely was going to talk about WandaVision. I have not watched it yet. I did not take that into account. We do not communicate very well at all. No, we don't. I wrote a whole three-ish pages on on the plot, on Easter eggs, on where the show might be going, how it's involved in the MCU after Endgame, and... All that's out the window, at least until next week, if she wants yeah. to, and she wants to watch it. And next I time, do want to watch it. I, it's on my list. It's on Disney Plus, and ne- and next week, if we if, if she watches it, then we can have a lovely conversation about it. 
However, we are going to talk about a different comic book thing this week, but it's not in the Marvel Universe. It is in the DC Universe. Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. Wonder Woman 1984. I said that correctly. Yes, you did. Uh, so this movie, this... Hmm, Listen, this movie. this movie. Wonder Woman 1984, directed by Miss Patty Jenkins, who directed the first one, starring Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Chris Pine, who came back for some reason. Kristen, Kristen, I'm sorry. <laughs> For some reason. Can I finish? No. Can I finish? Oh, wait, hang on. Let me let us do a disclaimer here. Uh, Zach and I are not experts on the DC cinematic or comic book universe. No, absolutely not. These are not. just our opinions. Please do not come for us if we get anything wrong. I don't even know if we necessarily share the same opinions on everything, which we probably don't. We probably don't. So, so this is going to be argue. fun. It's going to be fun for all of you. Um, Chris and Wig yes. came, came in as one of the... Oh, spoiler alert also, if you're watching this. And, and, Massive spoiler alert ahead. Um... Yes, Kristen Wiig is one of the villains in this movie. She plays Cheetah. Pedro um, Pascal, mm-hmm. who we love. He is the big villain in this movie. Big businessman who wants to, I guess, take over the world by like helping people achieve their dreams, but also ruining their lives at the same time. Um, and the, the movie came out on Christmas Day on in theaters and HBO Max. Don't sue me. I saw it in theaters. I prefer to see movies in theaters. I know, I know, I know. But you can also watch it on HBO Max. I, I watched it on HBO Max. It was me, my mom, and my dad. We spent 20 minutes trying to log into HBO Max. Uh, it worked. Um, listen, I, I'm going to come right out and say it. I would pay all of the money in the world, if you have seen this movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about, to watch Steve Trevor discover things in 1984 uh this movie did rake in about 200 or no the budget was 200 million dollars and it made about 142 million dollars in the box office so it did, it did okay okay it did, it did, it did, whatever it, it, it was a big budget you got to make a big war back yeah. on it and, and and theaters are not great right now as you might imagine with covid19 anyway shall we get into the plot of the movie a little bit there was a plot to that movie We'll get into that. We'll get into that. There was like three different plot lines going on at once. Listen, <sighs> it was cheesy and I loved it. <laughs> it was it was cheesy. Um, Gal Gadot I, I, is very pretty. The first one is definitely superior. Facts. Um, I'll, I'll start off by saying the the beginning of the movie start, starts with a young Diana and she's training to be this Amazonian. Amazonist? Amazonian? Amazonian? Yeah, Amazonian Gal- sounds about right. It starts off... And she's training to be this Amazonian. And, and they have this little relay race that they're doing. And I, I get the impression that they thought Diana was too young to participate That's in it. That's what I got. Because um, everybody else was a grown adult. But Diana's maybe between 10 and 12. Yeah. Um, I, I really like this relay race. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie, honestly. Yeah, it, I'm it, surprised they didn't circle was, they didn't circle back to it they didn't it, it was i liked it because it was like one of the more actiony parts of the movie i was disappointed with the action scenes in this movie but this one you really got a sense of like in the first one that obviously did the whole dem- like demonstration of how strong they are and they're they they're they do what they want when they want and and they're very very muscular very amazing incredible women and this one it was just a further demonstration of that and it was a relay race i don't really what the relay race was for but it was really cool because diana who i like i said got the sense didn't want to um people didn't want her to be in the race she ends up doing really really well she's in first place for a lot of the movie and is um but but it was a whole 
test of physical endurance, mental endurance. It was long. They had to shoot arrows with colors on them to indicate where people were in the race because it was like across like the whole island it felt like so you could tell who was in the lead by like what color they had and when they shot the arrow you could see the color poof into the air and mm -hmm. diana was in the lead for a lot of the time until she like gets hit no, she... off of her horse by oh, like yeah, by, yeah, by yeah. like a tree branch and she falls down and her horse runs away and she ends up falling behind obviously but then her when her horse runs away she's like eh, maybe, maybe i can find a shortcut and she finds this little mudslide thing off to the side and she goes down that and finds a shortcut through. But because she didn't wasn't shooting the bow and arrows on the actual course. No one knew where she was. No one knew where she was. And that was considered cheating. So even though she could have been the first one. And she was the first one to run out onto the last part. Uh, what, 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 Robin what, Wright's what, character grabs her and is like, no, you did it dishonestly. Mm -hmm. So this is your consequence. And I forget because that scene was like the callback. I forget what the lesson was that she she said something to her. I have it's, not watched it since Christmas. So me either. But it's something about like if you do it, you have to do it right, and like that's not who we are, and you gotta like stay true to yourself. Yeah. Like, stay true to the code of the Amazonians or whatever. Then they fast forward to today to current day, which current day in this movie is 1984, and it turned and and they this is after the events now of the first Wonder Woman because this is like a flashback. So technically, Steve is dead. Technically, Steve is dead. R.I.P. Yes. Steve Trevor, you will mm -hmm. be missed. We're not going to go through the whole movie like this because there's a lot of fluff in this movie that I think we can skip. Yeah. But I, I, I'll say main, after that. Main plot points. Um, um, well, I, I'll just say that. Um, there's when, an artifact. When they when they go back into, the, into 1984, the present day, Diana is working at the Smithsonian Institute in, Institution in Washington, and she kind of like goes around secretly being Wonder Woman, like saving kids. There's a scene in a mall where she like yeah, that stops was, some robbers. That whole because it was like the jewelry store was operating as a black market mm -hmm. like artifact place, and they were getting ready to rob it. And th this robber had this stone on them that I guess if you made a wish, your wish came true. Yeah. But it was with a, a caveat. Yeah, it was. It was confusing to me because I didn't realize that until they started really getting into that whole wishing thing. Like, yeah. you just wish to the stone. So, there, there's a point where, like, because Diana works at the music, at the institution, whatever, the Smithsonian. And um, she, yeah, she, um, what, literally, what was I just saying? Oh, my God. Uh, so, she works at the Smithsonian. Uh, I'll, I'll summarize. She yeah. works at the Smithsonian. And she meets Kristen Wiig there. She meets Kristen Wiig's character, Cheetah. That's the villain that she becomes. Spoiler. Um, and basically, it's you could wish for anything you want, but nobody realizes it comes with it comes with a price. It's that whole be careful what you wish, wish for, for thing. It's like you think the monkey's paw, as yeah. they referred to it. So Diana wishes that Steve was alive. Bar Barbara, that was her name. Barbara wishes she could be like Diana, and so there's so. Was it at one of the parties? This we see this man interacting with Diana here and there, and then it turns out Steve oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ends up coming back alive in his body. Yeah, because like they were in, um, they were talking about the artifact in in Kristen Wiig's office. What's her name? Barbara. Was Barbara. Name? It, they, they were talking on Barbara's office, and Barbara. they were trying to figure out what this um, what 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 this stone was. And Diana was kind of like harping on her about it a little bit, and she. 
says something to the effect of, I wish that Steve, who was... No, she didn't say it out loud. Oh, she didn't say it out loud? She just sat there and was like, oh. She, like, put her hand on the stone and, like, it was implied that she wished that Steve was alive. Okay. And then because when she's at the gala, Mm -hmm. he, like, taps her on the Mm -hmm. shoulder and it's supposed to be the stranger, but we see that it is the one and only Chris Pine. Because that was the part that I missed because I didn't realize it was like a wishing stone until later on when they really started wishing for stuff. And then when he showed up, I was like, wait, how did how did he come back from like the dead? And it was very, very funny. He didn't know anything. He just kind of woke up in this person's body. And Diana ends up just showing him all the stuff about 1984. Hear me out, though. There's uh, there is a scene where um, he is trying on different outfits in the 80s. And Fanny mm. Pack, Steve, is my favorite. I love him. I would take a bullet for him. He is the most precious and pure human. He can do whatever he wants to me. That too. There's also a funny scene where they're, where they're at a museum and like Steve points to uh, what he thinks is a, a piece of art. And, and Diana says, That no, is no, a trash no, can. Sweetie, sweetie, that is a trash can. And he's like, oh. Right, right. No, yeah, I knew that. But also, the, my favorite part of that was they're walking through the Smithsonian. Steve died before they put a man on the moon. Yes. So he sees Saturn V and it's just like, uh, what? Does anybody else see that? And it was just, I don't know. I just thought it was really cute. And that was my favorite. It was my favorite part of the whole movie. Anyways. They're very sweet. So um, moving on to the plots. And then we are introduced to Pedro Pascal's character, the main Max, villain. Maxwell Lorenzano, who's a failing businessman. Yes. Known as Max Lord. Max Lord. We will, we will for now, forever refer to him as Max Lord. Um, so Max Lord is a failed businessman whose business is going uh, belly up. And he is well aware of this artifact. And if he can get his hands on it, it basically could change his fate. So we're gonna we're gonna skip ahead because uh, this segment's running a little long. It is. Um, basically, he figures out a way to fuse himself with the stone so that he basically gets the effects of the stone, and he uses it once on himself to basically become the stone. And then he and uses it on everybody else. Um, the, the, there, there's car chases with tanks in the Middle East. There's um, Kristen Wiig wishing she could be powerful. She assaults somebody who sexually or tried to sexually assault her or harassed her. Didn't she kill him? She might have, honestly. She beat him hard enough. Uh, Um, Anyways, moving on. Um, We we fast forward to near the end of the movie. Um, He's getting a little out of control with the power. You have to renounce your wish is basically how this guy is beat. Yeah. Well, Wonder Woman has a... In my opinion, a little bit, a bit of a lackluster fight with Cheetah, who I honestly wish would do a bit more. I did it. I, they they showed one thing in the trailer where like Wonder where they they start fighting and like Cheetah runs towards Wonder Woman and she like runs. Wonder Woman runs up a wall and then Wonder Woman grabs the back of Cheetah's neck and does like a little one eighty flip and like slams her on the ground. And that was the coolest part. Can we also just talk about the fact that at one point Diana straight up electrocutes Cheetah in the water? Yeah, that whole, that it was an issue. I didn't like the way that was shot. I couldn't really tell what was happening. All I could tell is they were flying around on electrical boards and they were like in the midst of something and then Cheetah gets electrocuted, but she's not dead. No. Because she, she crawls out later and she's like on the thing. And that whole fight actually was about Diana trying to get Cheetah to renounce her wish. And she's like, no, this is the best I've ever felt in my life. 
you're not gonna I'm not gonna go back from this I was weak before because she was very insecure because she wasn't like drop dead Gal Gadot hot um, and it was just um, she just didn't want to go back to the the quirky like uncombed thing from her <laughs> that that she was living before. Anyway, we are rambling are, so yeah, fucking anyways, much. What was what was your opinion of the movie, Zach? I thought it was a little. I, I, I like I said, I liked the first one better. It wasn't great. I did the plots kind of went in different directions for yeah. me. The, I, I didn't think the fight scenes were very cool. I did. I liked. I liked the 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 antagonist in the first one more. Like Ares, he was really cool. That fight scene was whatever too. But I liked him more. And and then Max Lord, the, the way they beat him is that. They everybody had, renounced their wish. Everybody renounces their wish, and I guess stuff just goes back to normal. Like that, and it was he. He had to renounce his wish, mm-hmm. and throughout the whole thing, we see that he is just trying to be somebody for his son, and that is how he ends up. They end up saving the day. Is he sees a vision of his son suffering as the world is collapsing, and he's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Oh no, not my son." No, 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 no. Um, overall, um, I would I give would, it maybe like. Uh, if we're going to give it a rating, I would do 10. maybe like a generous 7 out of 10. I think that, I think that's about fair. Same. Upon first, I don't know, maybe my maybe my opinion will be swayed upon second watch. I got to watch it but, again, but yeah, probably not. 7. 7 is good. It was okay. I felt good afterwards. It was missing from this movie, and that was Queer People, which will lead us into our next segment. Drag, Drag Race. Race. Um, yeah. Yay. So we were blessed with two premieres, the premiere of season 13 and the premiere of season two of Drag Race UK. This is the first time that we have had two consecutive seasons of Drag Race airing at the same time. Very stressful, by the way. Very, very stressful. Opinions will be had. Uh, let's start. Let, let's start with Drag Race UK because that's the one that somebody's actually gone home in. Yes. And, 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 and is not edging me. Also, um, spoiler alert ahead. If you have not watched, uh, please skip ahead to segment three. We will put the time code in the description. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off this segment by saying I have a very, very soft spot for the girls of season one. Um, anyways, so, but I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I thought... One thing I really like about Drag Race UK is I feel like they are like a collective unit of, of queens. I, do, I feel like there's obviously drama because it's Drag Race. That's what we come for. Part of what we come for. But I feel like they're all kind of like on the same like wavelength. I feel like, I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but I feel like they kind of came to do like the same show. Like they all know like the drama they all know. Yeah. They all know. They know what they signed up for. Exactly. And I like how like, the, the UK is not just Britain, is not just England. It's very diverse. There's a it's lot. England, Ireland, and Scotland. Yes, and, and this is the first season where we have not one, but two Scottish queens on the show. And that was something because we had Blue Hydrangea from Ireland. Absolutely. And she was the only Irish queen, I think, if yes. I remember correctly. I believe so. At least, at least in the UK. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. But um, the first one to enter the room is Lawrence, Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. I love who, Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney is a hoot and a motherfucking half. I, I love Lawrence. Her. I was thoroughly entertained by her. Um, their look was great. By, her, by their, their confessions. They're funny. They're entertaining. 
So far, they haven't. Really, I mean, I've seen Mo. I, I, I literally, when, when when you came over, I was like in the middle of the listing for episode two. So I'm not going to say anything. We're not about, talking about episode two yet. I'm not going to say anything about that. But I swear I, to God, if you're trying to tell me that Lawrence Cheney is lip syncing, I'm going to throw a fit when I get home. I'm not saying that Lawrence Cheney is lip syncing, and we'll move on to the next segment. Um, but I, I, overall, I. <laughs> I love Lawrence Cheney. I don't remember the Order of the Queens, but I remember Lawrence Cheney hold was on. the first one. Hold on, hold on. All right. Let's just go off the top of our heads. I love me some Ginny Lemon. Ginny Lemon is amazing. I love Ginny Lemon. I do um, love me some Ginny Lemon. I uh, love Taste. I think Taste had the best entrance look out agreed. of all of them. I don't I just there's something about Taste's energy. That T- is very refreshing. Taste is a bad bitch. That's all you can say. She reminds me of um I was about to say Naomi Campbell, but that is... Naomi Smalls. That's who she reminds Naomi me Smalls. of. I can see it. She reminds me of Naomi Smalls. Um, um, Ellie Diamond is another another favorite for me. I love Ellie Diamond. The The whole pink vibe, I do like the pink. It's not my personal aesthetic, but I think Ellie Diamond does it really well. One thing I like about this season is a lot of the queens, um, they make a lot of their own looks. Like, a good portion of their looks from, like, the outfits or the hair... They're really good at makeup, like yes. Ellie Diamond, Ahura. Like these queens really know how to paint their fucking faces. Um, if you ask me, Estina, I thought was ing- ing- Estina? words. Words. Estina was incredible. Her entrance look, like she was the most memorable for me. I have a confession. I think that Estina's entrance look. I think it was very well fitted. I think. Um, she looked great in it, but I think it's just because Estina is a beautiful queen. I think it was a little bit on the basic side for me. I think I could have used a little bit of styling, maybe like a, a black belt or something to tie in the black from like her arms and everything. Okay. Um, but overall, Estina is amazing. I'm going to call her Astina until I can figure out the accent. It's like Estina or something like that. Um, another notable mention for me was Ahura's entrance look. She came in as um who who's that like the little little um Dorothy w- Do- Dorothy Wizard of Oz Dorothy Wizard of Oz I know things um I it, it, it's kind of just like a pretty simple recreation but she kind of hoarded up a little bit and I think it works really well she has big long red red pump thigh high boots thigh high boots bootses see I can't wear heels so anytime I see queens walking in heels I'm just like ow it's just, um, a, it's just a little twinge of, Tia Coffee like, is incredibly chaotic. Tia Coffee is fun. She's she's something. I'm not um, seeing the the looks so far yet, but I'm hoping that we see a little bit more. More from her. Um, sister Sister was my least favorite. I'm, she is. I'm not liking Sister Sister so much she's yet. She's forgettable for me. Yes, and I know that that blue around the mouth and the blue heart or whatever it is is like a signature of hers. But I don't really quite get it yet. But would you like to get into the episode of UK Drag Race season one? Season two, episode one? That's what we're doing, is it not? Yeah, we're doing the entrance looks. Yeah, we are. But then but then they get into this mini challenge. Okay. Oh, oh, the tennis, the Wimbledon photo challenge. That was great. Let's throw some balls at these queens' face and make them take pictures. I mean, I think it would be pretty hard to not be funny in this challenge. That, I would just be like, can you not? I'm trying to do something here. Um, I, I know we're going in order, but I, it needs to be said, uh, Veronica Queen's Boy George look. When I tell you I am obsessed with it, 
because for some odd reason, my favorite song by Culture Club is Karma Chameleon. Jo Boy George's look in that music video is impeccable. Yes. And she did phenomenal recreating it. Also, I need Boy George as a judge on Drag Race UK. If the producers are listening, please make that happen, uh, along with Elton John. Um, Why hasn't Elton John been a judge? Well, I think because they were talking about... Well, first we got to get into the main ch uh, main challenge, which was um, they had to do a legend from... Yes, the, the, the main challenge this week was making two runway looks. One of them was a queer icon in British culture. There it is. And the second look was a hometown look, something that represents where you're the, from. From your hometown, which is a nod to the season one runway. Yes. That being said, nobody did Elton John. No one did Elton John. So I was perusing the Drag Race UK subreddit, as one does, and they were saying that supposedly maybe there's a Night of a Thousand Eltons coming. Maybe. Runway coming, which I would love. It would not be out of character, and it would show some versatility. Yeah. I believe if Jenny Lemon was still there, that Jenny Lemon would be the obvious choice to win this because Jenny Lemon kind of looked like Elton John a little bit. Yes. Um... Uh, what else? So th there wasn't really much to talk about the uh, the mini challenge. Um, Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence did, Cheney Lawrence, won. Cheney yeah, won Lawrence was funny. Lawrence was very funny. Their photo was very kooky. It was funny. I loved it. Um, let's just. How about we just get into these looks because there is a little bit of drama. Or I don't even know what they really talked no, about. No, really. the drama was Lawrence didn't want to de drag. Oh yes, I do remember that because they like, felt like they were not as attractive as the other queens out of yeah, drag. Yeah, like not as confident. Um, I think that was really. It? Oh, no, 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 no. The main drama, drama, if you will, was roll, that Estina and Tace were both doing Naomi Campbell for the runway, oh, which yes. brought up a very good, very important it's discussion about how Naomi Campbell was really only the... Easily the biggest um, black queer icon. She's not. I don't think she's queer. I don't but, think she is. But but, uh, but it's, it's Naomi fucking Campbell. Like and and any young gay black kid would aspire to anything that Naomi Campbell can do. And I don't honestly know a lot about the culture in the UK as far as like celebrities go. But I can easily see how there's not a lot of representation. Um, so it, it, it makes sense to me that there would be um, it, it wasn't even like, it wasn't a fight at all. There was a little bit of like, oh, you're doing Naomi Campbell. Oh, I'm also doing Naomi Campbell. And it, because it, it was, for both of us, this is the impact yeah. she had on us growing up. And, and it was and that was it. It was a little bit sad, obviously, that they could, there wasn't really that much other and I mean other people that they could think to do, but. I love how they handled it. They're just like, oh, you're doing, you're doing Naomi Campbell. Let's, yeah. Let's let, let, let's both do Naomi Campbell and let's and let's just do it well. And you know, if this was American Drag Race, they they would have had they would have jousted. They would have had like a duel. There would have been a fight to the death. They they would have taken the ten paces, turned around, and shot at each other. Ten paces fire. They would have taken the Hamilton approach to this. Mm-hmm. But over in the UK, they're just like let's 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 just be nice. We don't need to do all this. RuPaul's best friends race, y'all. There's plenty of other drama that we can get into, and we don't need to make this thing a thing. Um, spoiler alert, Joe Black was the first queen to go home. 
I don't agree with that. Oh, we're getting into it. We're getting into it, into it. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Um, they didn't understand the David Bowie oh, uh, interpretation. Which, which I thought was stupid. Which I can see how it would be easier to mistake David Bowie because us watching at home, they literally put this exact replica of David Bowie next to Joe Black while they were walking that on the too, runway. But anybody who knows David Bowie knows that that's his signature look, too. Yes, and also their their hometown look, they're from Brighton, and it's like it's like a big a, The Brighton castle, Palace, I think. And they're like, place. well, the Brighton Palace is white. And then people were like, yeah, but if you go inside, it's Li- ornate gold. I think Joe Black literally posted a picture of this. Yeah. Is, this is actually what I was Going replicating. And, and they just took like two steps inside. <laughs> like, um, so this is what it was. So here's a fun little, I don't know if I told you this or if you told me this or if somebody told me this. Um, little Drag Race UK, Drag Race Season 13 crossover. Graham Norton dated Season 13 Tina Burner. I did hear about this and I did not know about it. And... I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really care. I don't honestly. care, but I'm just like, ooh, really? Okay. Moving on. I, I, I want to know: Did Tina Burner live in the UK, or did Graham Norton live in the US? I don't, I don't know. know. Was it long distance? I don't know. There's an article. I'll read it later. I'll send it to you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, um, were there any standout looks from the runway for you this episode? Yes, es- Estina's hometown look I thought was phenomenal. Estina, oh, 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 and the, and the infamous ASOS jacket. Yes. Uh, hang on, let me take a look on the uh, on the gram. Oh, I got you, girl. I got you. On the you. gram. No, I have it pulled up right here. Uh, let's see. Where are their hometown looks? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Bimini Bomboulash. Not, not doing it for me. I wasn't feeling Bimini. I don't... See, in America, I am at a disadvantage because I don't know a lot of these people. I did not know... Uh, what was it? Princess Julia that they did. I don't know who that is, so I can't make an accurate, like... Depiction of this is an of, of, of right. If, if this is a correct, it's like a it wasn't like we as Americans can't be like oh okay this is a accurate representation yeah. of who they are. Yeah, and they also had the other look with, with their hometown look, which I thought could have been a lot nicer. I can definitely see that interpretation of it, like like mm. kind of like a rowdy like what what was for soccer fan a, row, a rowdy a rowdy soccer fan. Um, but I don't think the construction was very nice. As they pointed out, they had tape, visible tape showing in the back, no underwear or panties or anything. Um, it didn't feel very elevated to me, and I wasn't. It didn't. It didn't really excite me at all. The lip sync I thought wasn't. What song did they lip sync to? I forgot. We suck at this. We really do. We could literally just do it. If quick you're Google still search. listening, thank you so much. We we love you and you 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 are you are you are somebody. Um I, I I'll say um who else did I like? I think Ellie Diamond might have been robbed a bit for the win. Yes. Ellie Diamond, they did their their hometown look was incredible and I really They loved, did they paid homage to Dennis the Menace, which I thought was really cool. Dennis the fucking menace, they made Dennis the Menace drag. I low-key thought it was Freddy Krueger for a second, and then I felt dumb when I said it was the Menace. No, no, sweetie. This is not Elm Street. Move along. But it was, it was so amazing. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, some looks that were not doing it for me. We already talked about Bimini. Uh, tea and coffee kind of fell flat a little bit for me. I was yeah. a little surprised that they were safe. There Robin. were two Robin Hood looks, Ahura and Tia. There were, and I didn't really care for either of them, but I did think Ahura's were better. You're right, and you should say it. Yes. Um, Ahura is very shady, though. Well, wait, wait, when you watch episode two, you'll find out. But Ahura, 
she's like she's like shady shady and I don't know if I like this kind of shady or not yeah <laughs> but but the, but but their drag talent cannot be denied and I live for it um, um you know who we didn't talk about cherry Valentine's uh Freddie Mercury we did not talk about cherry Valentine's Freddie Mercury I mean Immaculate. Can, you, can you tell look look at this you can't look at this unless you're following along at home which props to you but why um <laughs> But this Freddie Mercury look, the hair, it's so big. They they had they had the mustache in there. Um, very on point. It was, very, it was, very on point. It was amazing. Props to Cherry Valentine. Also, Cherry Valentine, for me, had the best promo look as well. Um, I like that her headpiece came off and she had to redo her entrance look. Very <laughs> relatable. Very, very relatable. Early, early favorite for Miss Congeniality. Make the entrance taller. You can make the entrance taller so where you don't, if someone has a headpiece and heels on, you can raise it higher so they don't have to do their entrance look over again. Right? I so, mean, I mean, it made for a good TV moment, but. Yeah, which is, I think, why they did it. Yeah. Um. So to wrap up this segment, Joe Black went home. I don't agree with it. I feel like Sister Sister should have been lip syncing. They were also in the bottom three. They didn't really impress me. Also true. I don't think Joe should have been in the bottom. Uh, we're going to move on to season 13 really quick. Um, so season 13, I don't know if you want to talk about the first two episodes or if you just want to go straight into the pro- – they released the promo for episode three today. I did not see that, that little, little nine or ten minutes. I will describe it to you. Actually, I kind of got the vibe of what it was. And the thing that I'm most, the only thing that I even really care about besides just the two groups converging is the second group, the loser group who voted Elliot out or Elliot out. Yeah. They don't know that Elliot came back into the competition. Yeah, no, they they addressed that. Yeah. No, no. Elliot Polt, did you watch the promo? I did it, but I did see this meme of Elliot behind this. Behind the, yeah. She pulled the Vanjie. I was, you going to steal my thing? I was going to say behind this little Vanjie, little... Hiding thing. behind the threefold uh, divider. Changing door thing. Yeah, the divider. If you did not watch the first episode, they all the queens that entered had to lip sync for their life. One queen was eliminated. They were all, all the first eliminated queens had to then eliminate a queen, uh, eliminate a queen from their group. But that queen was then brought back into the winner circle. And then the other queens competed so it was like two premieres and one it felt like three it was three it was three three premieres first episode they did all the lip syncs and the second episode was the winners group doing doing a little um versicle little little mini verse yeah and then the second group did the same theirs and then which means three episodes in nobody has gone home right and i mean if this this could have been two episodes and honestly the pork chop loading zone didn't have to be a thing I just felt like it was such an unnecessary thing for those queens to go through. I thought it was a fun thing in theory. I think it was fun until it wasn't. Yeah. As a viewer, I mean, it's it's drama. It's like just... just it's fun just, viewing. Just, just, just torture them. Just like I ruin just... their day. But then it got to a point where it was like boring. I'm yeah. like... Three episodes that nobody went. I thought honestly, in the third episode, somebody was gonna go home because it was like the winner. Everybody stays, but the loser. Well, this is this is episode. No, this is episode four. This is episode four. Oh my god! Four episodes and no one's gone home. Um, It's it's on tomorrow, so I'm very excited to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. We will we will reconvene. We will take notes. 
Again, like I said, we are, yeah. we're just kind of free balling this episode. Yes, well, well, we'll we'll be slightly more prepared in the future. Yeah, but, emphasis but, on slightly. Yeah, but 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 just to sum up, no one's gone home. No yet. one's gone home. Um, Everybody's still there. Who are, you, who are your early favorites? Early favorites. Oh my god, I'm a little back and forth on this sometimes, but I will say if I'm gonna have a top four, and this is just personal preference, this is not necessarily who I think is gonna win or who I think is the best, but who I like. I would say Olivia Lux is definitely in there. Absolutely. I adore her. Olivia Lux. Um, their promo and everything didn't endear them to me necessarily as as a front runner. But after hearing about her and seeing all everything that more and more clips of her throughout her career, Tamisha Iman yes. definitely has to be one. Tamisha. Tamisha. I, Tamisha Iman is coming for you to show the girls what I can do. I love Tamisha. Uh, I love the um, fact that she gave birth to Tandy Dupree Amon. Tandy Amon Dupree, the legendary. Continue. Okay. I would be remiss if I did not see Utica in the top four. I love me some Utica. I love Utica. If you go on her Instagram, oh my God, her looks are impeccable. Impeccable. Also, uh, Utica um, is like Thorgy Thor on steroids, in my humble opinion. Basically. I wasn't gonna say that, but but like, since, but since I, you said no, it, I mean that. In a, no, 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 I mean that in like the best way. I mean that as a compliment. No, absolutely. She is Thorgy on steroids. Like I love that. Yes, and who would be a, a fourth person? Oh my God, there's so many people. Um, um let's see. Denali. Denali. Denali's up there for me. Uh, mine is Denali Olivia. Oh, I'll, I'll, in my, my fourth, I'll put um. Who did who did Olivia? I'll say, I'll say Simone. Simone, that's I'll who I'm thinking Simone. of. Simone. A couple, a couple honorable mentions for me. Probably. That's Tina, my top three. Probably Tina Burner. Um, Tina is shady though. I love Tina. She she's shady in the new promo. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> Tina. Um, but I also like Lala Ree. I, love I got Lala. got Mick. I cannot. Yes, got Mick. Got Mick is in my four. It's yeah. my top four is Olivia Lux. Got Mick. Um, Denali, and who else did I say? Simone. Simone, yes. Simone. I think Denali is a great performer. So far, I've not been wowed by their looks. I didn't really like Denali's lip sync lives rent free in my head. By the way, both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ice perform lip syncing and ice skates. Bold choice. Didn't get a choice. That is also true. Is that a? Lip sync and ice skate to take your shoes off. Yeah, I, I mean, if I were her, I would have been like, shoes are coming off, let's go. But they are also like a, basically an Olympic level athlete. Yeah. Ice skater too. Because I know after the lip sync in the first episode, because they did When I Grow Up, Denali posted a like an ice skating, a figure skating routine. Yes, to, 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 oh to that same God. song, the Pussycat Dolls. It was incredible. So those are our front runners for... Drag Race. Um, it is now time for our third and final segment of the evening, which is uh, appropriately titled Spooky Shit. Ooh, spooky, spooky. Spooky, kooky, whatever you were doing. Yeah, the Aly- Alyssa Edwards bit. Yeah, yeah, we love that. Uh, so, into the spooky segment. I don't have a ton of sp- uh, personal spooky experiences. Um, I wish I did, even though I kind of don't, but... I, I don't know. I like I like spooky stuff, and it's a weird balance of wanting to have an experience but not have an experience. Yeah, and they say if you go to a haunted location, like um, 
my favorite place in the entire world is Savannah, Georgia. So like if you, which is like one of the most haunted cities in the US, um, if you go into a known haunted location expecting something to happen, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the consent are coming. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a story about this. Um, my own personal experience. Um, it's something that I have talked about since high school. So um, quick, quick little, uh, so some context. I was in History Honor Society in high school. And every year we would go on a trip to a different historical city. Junior year happened to be... Um, the birthplace of voodoo in New in the United States of America, New Orleans. Oh. I about lost my mind. I was a side note. New Orleans is an absolutely gorgeous city. Um, if you get the chance to go post COVID, uh, please go. Ten out of ten recommend. So, anyways, so we were. I think it was one of our last days there. We were walking around on a. We were on a walking tour. And we passed the Jefferson Davis house. Now, if you know your United States history, you know Jefferson Davis was the president of the U.S. Confederacy when that was a thing. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, so I was just, like, snapping pictures. It's, like, 12 o'clock on a Sunday, by the way. Like, in the afternoon, broad daylight. I'm just taking pictures of the front of the house, whatever, whatever. Like, take some pictures, move on. Uh, Get home probably, like, Monday or Tuesday night. So, like, I load them in my computer by Wednesday. And we're flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. And all of a sudden, my mom, who was on the trip with me, stops and goes, go back. What is that? Sitting on the... So if you zoomed in on the picture I took of the front of the Jefferson Davis house, there is very clearly a white figure standing on the porch. And it is like, you can see the head, the shoulders, and you click. Because I was a huge fan of Ghost Adventures back in the day. Um, We all were. Stan, Zach Bagans. I'm sorry. I had to say it. Um, you know, they taught they taught us that you always take two or three pictures of the same location in the same spot. And so I did. I snapped, like, I think three pictures. Yeah. Uh, in the next two pictures, it was no, it was not there. So my mom freaked out because she was not – she's not a huge believer in the paranormal. Um, I flipped because I was just like, ha-ha, I did it. <laughs> I have been waiting for something like that to happen for years because, like, I would go to places and, like, you'd get the you'd get the orbs, you'd get the giant orbs that just show up. Yeah, it's like it's like where do they come from? It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, like a weird like a spirit manifestation, light. some blah blah blah. But yeah, no, it, this was an actual apparition, like sitting like in this picture. I still get goosebumps talking about it. Um, that is absolutely insane. Like you always like you never like like, like you said you never go to a place expecting to see something because you're not going to see it but when you actually like get like and i i love like getting proof of it because every, every skeptic in the world is like, where, like where, where's, where's your, the proof where, where's your proof when you actually have like photographic evidence and you can be like here here's the proof i saw the figure there oh i sent it to my teacher i was like i walked in because i had him i didn't have him that year but i had the teacher that was across the hall i burst through his door and i was like look at these I brought my laptop to school. I was like, look at these. And he goes, Alex, why is there a ghost in this picture? <laughs> He's like, ma'am, I don't like this. He's like, what did you do? He's like, what the hell? He's like, did you bring something back with us? And I'm like, I don't know, probably. <laughs> Knowing me. Um, but yeah, no. And the funny thing is, because so it was like, like I said, it was like 12 o'clock on a Sunday. Um, like in the afternoon, broad daylight. So um, that's my ghost story. That's my personal ghost story. Um, 
I'll also say it's weird that you never notice it, like, whenever it's, like, when it's, like, a picture, you never notice it when you take the picture. It's always when you go back and, and look. look at the pictures afterwards, and you're, like, wait a minute, that wasn't there before. And you're, I like, hold on. And this is coming from somebody that every time I go to a new city, I'm, like, we gotta do the ghost tour. I gotta know the spooky, spooky haunts of this place. I love ghost tours so much. They're so much fun. I'm, and I'm also a history buff. Um, I think I mentioned it in an earlier segment of the podcast. Um, I was history minor, so I'm like, huh, yes, alternative history, give it to me, please, God. Um, but yeah, that's my story. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Because I think they're sick of listening to us. They probably are sick of listening to us. We do, we do talk a lot, and we talk about a lot of things, and we go in a lot of different directions. But yeah, I, th- I think we can pretty much wrap this up. I don't really have any stories right now, but that was a lovely spooky section. And thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much. I promise we'll figure something out next week um, when we actually know what we're doing. We, 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 get, we get more of a solid format down. We have, like, we have our little segments, but I'm sure we'll figure out something <laughs> a, little, a little better. Maybe, possibly. Who knows? Hopefully. But yeah, this has been the inaugural episode. I was going to say the inaugural podcast. This has been the inaugural episode of The Next Up with Zach and Alex. Uh, I have been your host, Alexandra Lentz. And I am your other host, Zach Lillis. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you tune in next time. I promise we'll come up with a catchier line. Maybe maybe we'll have a theme song or something. Do you know any musical people? I don't. I mean, we can we can figure something out. We can, we can make a crappy theme song of our own, just like harmonizing badly. I mean, you're the one that can sing. We all know I can't sing. I can't really sing. Um, but that's that's topic for next week. Ne- ne- we'll, we'll, we'll save it for next week. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will catch you on the flip side. I- <laughs> yeah. We'll Bye. Catch- Bye. <laughs>